Hello, everyone, and welcome to Roar the Podcast, a student-run podcast hosted by members of Santa Clara High School's very own, the Roar staff. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Santa Clara High School's Roar, the podcast. I'm Ricky, and I'm a sophomore at SEHS, and my pronouns are he, him. Hi, I'm Carly, and I'm a freshman at SEHS, and my pronouns are she, her, and they, them. Yeah, and though I said my pronouns are he, him, I am not actually really male. I mean, of course, I was, you can probably tell from my voice, I was assigned female at birth, but even though I use he, him, my gender isn't exactly male. I want to be perceived as male, and that gives me gender euphoria, which is a feeling of affirmation to one's gender uh, given by, I guess you'd say, outside stimulus, uh, like someone using the correct pronouns or correct name or dressing in a way that makes you feel masculine or feminine or androgynous. Um, and uh, I actually don't see myself exactly with gender at all not in a non i suppose you could say in a non-binary way but not particularly uh i just gender is kind of a secondary thing in my mind but even with that i feel more affirmed or just affirmed in general when people see me and refer to me as male rather than when people see me and refer to me as non-binary. I totally get that, yeah. For me, it's just like, um, you know, I was born as a female at birth. I was assigned female at birth. And people, when they see me, they're like, that is a woman. And I'm just like, yeah, that's what I look like. But sometimes I just don't feel like a woman. And, you know, it, it kind of frustrates me sometimes. Like, looking like I know that I look like a woman and that people will perceive me as one and they won't usually when they know that my pronouns are she her and they them they won't use they them because it makes them uncomfortable they're confused by it and it it's kind of frustrating because it's like you know I, I'm kind of here and I'm just like uh oh, well uh sucks to not be you know as comfortable as I wish I was because I like I know that I'm non-binary even though I don't look like it and I no, like, because gender, like you said, is like a secondary thing for me as well. It's kind of there, but I don't really associate myself with it. I'm kind of just more a uh, person than like girl or boy kind of thing, you know, like the binary. Yeah, you said you use they and them pronouns, and I think the people listening to this probably already are aware of what they then pronouns are, but it is just in English, it's just the gender neutral pronouns that everyone uses for uh, other people, but they don't realize it. Uh, like, I think the example that a lot of people use is, uh, oh, someone lost their umbrella. We should go find them and give it to them. And, like, even without thinking, you use they, them every day. Probably every day. Uh... And then, you know, when you kind of explain it just to people, they're kind of like, but they, them is plural. Um, it can be used as singular. It's like I use you as singular, but also as a general term as well. Yeah. It's like, it's like what are you? Multiple people? Yes. Three, <laughs> Three dogs in a trench coat. coat. <laughs> Three yeah. dogs in a trench coat, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and so as you said, we are both assigned female at birth, and 
that is what AFAB stands for. AMAB is assigned male at birth. And then there are some people who are intersex and they are not assigned either at birth. And that plays interestingly into the like concept of being cisgender because cisgender is uh, assigning is identifying with the gender you were assigned at birth. For example, a, a female gender and female parts. Uh, but those people can't can they be cisgender? I'm actually not sure. I haven't knowingly met any. No, yeah. Um, yeah. That tr- reminds me. It's like you know. You are who you are and who you want to be, as long as you're not hurting anyone, obviously. Um, but, like, you know, it's labels and, like, you know, it, it it's, a, it's a social construct, gender. It, it is. 100%. Because if you took away gender, there's it really plays no significant part except for kind of separating ma- man and woman, except I guess. Except for capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. And one of the things about it being a social construct, like money or time, well, time's just more of a general construct, not a social construct, is that a lot of people like me who are neurodivergent, which means autism, ADHD, ADD, uh, which, or any of those, not all of them at once. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Constructs tend to mean less to us or break down more and i think that probably pays a big part into like as a person why i don't see myself with any sort of gender but since i do live we live in a society uh i still feel the need to get gender affirmation yeah for sure and that's totally valid um you know uh expression it's really hard sometimes because you know people will kind of judge you based off what you look like and kind of understanding you know that it's not you know what you look like isn't always who you are obviously you know trying to fit in is like that's one of the most common like examples of not you know looking to what you are except it's just a more general term if you take gender away from it because like think about it like there's a person and they want to fit in with the general population they want to look like the general population so they're dressing up to be someone as they're not whereas i am a female assigned at birth but i'm non-binary and i wish i looked more androgynous because then i feel like i would think of myself as that and it's so confusing and frustrates me so much but i it's you know i it's kind of hard to put it into words when you really try to talk about it that's a big thing about presentation is different from gender Exactly. Like, many days I present uh, quite literally as a clown. <laughs> uh, if this was in-person school, then a lot more people would be familiar with... Probably, they probably would have seen me around campus. Um, and But there are other ways, like, I've been trying, experimenting more with, uh, like, face contouring. And I haven't quite gotten done masculine <laughs> contouring below the nose... Like, I can do, I've already got a bit of the forehead thing down, but uh, I don't know a lot of other people struggle with that, especially in high school. Presentation is high school. Oh, yeah. It's so important to other people, not like not to, you know, you or I specifically, but to people. Yeah. And then there's also 
outside of just presenting as like actually your physical body, mm. uh, like gender affirmation surgery and uh, hormones. And while I am by no means an expert on all uh, transgender affirmation surgeries, hormone placement treatments, uh, they are very personal things, and it annoys me when people start asking. Oh yeah, like I remember uh, my PE teacher. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, this is a funny story about people assuming that everyone is cis, which uh, actually works out pretty well in some cases, because if they guess your gen- <laughs> they ge- guess your gender correctly, they get really affirmed. I remember it was the uh, swimming <laughs> unit, <laughs> and I was like, hey, can I sit out? I've got a uh, health problem, or I've got a whatever it was physiological reason i cannot go in the water right now he was like <laughs> the teacher was like well do you have a note from the doctor and i was like this isn't something you go to the doctor for <laughs> he was like okay can you get a note from your parents and the next day i handed the note saying uh <laughs> well as you you could probably yeah. guess what it was saying and i remember the look at his face he looked at the paper he looked back at me. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, he, that poor man was so embarrassed. But then he started asking questions. He's like, well, are you on hormones? Are you... And I feel like asking on hormones isn't as invasive, but, like, thankfully no one's ever asked me if I've had the surgery. Uh, yes. Which is such a funny thing that cis people will say, as if there's just one surgery. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know that they... Like, a lot of trans allies, they want to be... The best ally they can be but you know like uh they get curious and they want to know but it's not really like their place their to business know. yeah it's not like yeah uh, that has been it's been a very important lesson for me uh growing up uh, like exiting middle school and getting to high school sometimes things just aren't your business yes <laughs> um and that is another thing about cis people who are uh trying to be good allies but sometimes they don't quite get there and they i assume that they have some sort of guilt about that that they don't know how to deal with so especially when someone will use the wrong pronouns they will like bend over backwards to apologize they're like oh my god (laughs) just like hit me with a bat each time i do it i'm like whoa there buddy you just need to say you just need to correct yourself and go on with the conversation yeah i think uh to show their support they kind of overcompensate yeah yeah actually my grandpa who i'm very lucky to have uh like hippie grandparents <laughs> who are, yes. uh more open-minded um my grandpa he just wants me to carry around a squirt bottle which actually it didn't work but it was kind of entertaining for a few days <laughs> uh no yeah i mean I've been taught, like, I talk to some people, and they're like, they'll call me she, her, or something like that, and they'll be like, oh my god, I'm the worst person ever, how can you ever forgive me, like, oh my god, just, uh, what can I do with myself, I'm just like, forget about it, (laughs) like, (laughs) yeah, correct yourself and move on, if you're having a different conversation, yeah, it's like, not Uh, the biggest thing in the world, that's another, that is an interesting part of, uh, trans etiquette especially if you've known a person pre-social transition um just like some base things that feel free to add on is like don't ask their dead name or say like oh do i get grandfathered in or 
just like don't ask for any sort of special treatment yeah uh and if you didn't know them just don't ask their dead name it's not important yeah it really doesn't have any significance to your kind of relation to them like yeah especially i've had just random kids in my class who i don't i've not even friends with have just been like so what's your they've used different variations of real name or girl name or that stuff and i don't they're not malicious but it's just a lot of curiosity i think that starts from the fact that uh trans people are kind of viewed as not as like rare if that makes sense but they're really not and actually like a lot of our peers are and a lot of uh a lot of kids are in struggle with that and there's definitely a lot of trans people at scs and i'm obviously not going to call them out um, (laughs) no yeah (laughs) but it's that is an interesting thing i know that i if i was at basically any other school it feels like i couldn't be myself this is not an advertisement for the school but i genuinely feel really appreciated here that's really uh, good though because you know that could be rare for was, some people there was actually one really uh this one time i went from gender dysphoria to gender euphoria so fast it was like <laughs> may of last year we had just gotten into virtual learning yeah and uh there was this kid who was harassing my other trans friend and calling him by his dead name. He's not really out to people. Uh, and uh, it was just, she was saying really mean stuff in the chat and the teacher wasn't really checking. And when she did, she like, she was a new teacher. She didn't know how to do too much no, yeah. to, keep bull- <laughs> to keep bullying in check, especially on a virtual classroom. But, uh, and I said, hey, dude, stop harassing them. And he said, <laughs> shut the F up, except he didn't say F, dead name. Your hair is a different color each week. Oh my god. <laughs> that was the best he could come up with. And at first I was like, oh, and it made me feel bad. But then the whole rest of the class was like, dude, what the heck? Don't do that. What are you? <laughs> Have some basic common sense. Have some human decency. Yeah. And <laughs> I thought that that was really great that... There's such acceptance and respect for guess, people like us yeah. down here. Yeah, trans students. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, that like so many people were just like up to stand up for you other than like, you, you know, kind of sit back or join in is really kind of, you know, we're fortunate for that. Obviously, it's a bare minimum, but it, we're really fortunate to have that because I know in some states and some schools, it's not as common and it's not accepted as it is here. Um, yeah, like I have some friends who are uh long distance and i know that they are definitely not out at their schools because they know they've heard uh they've heard slurs and it's very clearly not like a place where they feel safe which makes me feel no yeah all the better here exactly yeah for sure um i guess like here i haven't been at shs for long i'm a freshman so and all my entire experience has been online (laughs) but um you know i've never really had issues with people and i think that's just like obviously i'm not like super duper like out yet and even though that like i i'm not like uncomfortable like if you ask me i'll tell you about it which is like you know not my job obviously but i'm like happy to do so 
Um, you know, it's just like overall people are just like, oh, cool. You're one of those yeah, it's people. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's not that important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it is important. Obviously. That doesn't mean to like downplay the stuff no, yeah. because I, I would say I remember, but I have like trauma blocked it out. Questioning my gender is one of like the worst mental pains of my life. Because it feels like the rug's just ripped out from under you and, like, a base part of your identity. Yeah. And then it's really interesting feeling that realization that, wait, it isn't actually as base as I thought it was. Like, yeah, totally. It's not the cornerstone that people build it up to be. Exactly. Uh, and also you said hadn't been out for very long. Uh, I see it's just actually, it's really easy to get all this stuff changed in the system. Ooh. Uh, like, I remember there's just a form we have to have it signed by, I forget if it's one or two parents, and it's like, uh, current name in the system, <laughs> actual name or whatever, preferred name, which is not the correct terminology to use, never use preferred yeah. name or pronouns. And so the locker room, there's also like a gender change marker. Uh, the locker room, even though having been in both the men's and women's locker room, the women's they're different. There's like a different thick scent, except one is uh, body odor and the other one is like perfume. It's a lot worse than Ben's locker room, but at the same time, it feels a lot better for me because no one cares. And actually, even people have, people are so ignorant to trans people's existence in like the not uh, harmful way that they like see me in a binder and just I don't even know what they assume it is because <laughs> you have to take your shirt off. <laughs> I still had no idea. Uh, Obviously, like you know, not every trans person is going to be like openly out yet, like depending on how safe it is for them. But I think you know at SCHS, since there is such a prominent uh, existence there, you know, I feel I still feel like not everyone is kind of educated. Like, obviously, like, people know there's trans people that you can, like, you know, you transition, and that's what trans kind of stand, like, transgender, trans, you know, all that, you know, that they exist and stuff like that. But I don't think they really know, like, the, you know, down and dirty and the elbow grease that goes into it, you know, <laughs> kind of yeah. the whole and hurdles and everything. And it's also not an any individual trans person's job to educate a cis person on that. For a exactly. long time, I would, uh, like, for the first year or so after I came out, I would dress, like, as traditionally masculine as possible. And I was like, it's okay for trans guys to be feminine, but not me, because I'm the only trans person people know. I need to set a good example. <laughs> I was, like, always, like, <laughs> my little imaginary encyclopedia out. <laughs> ready to be like, okay, well, this is this, and this is the difference between gender and sex and identity and all that <laughs> other stuff. But I realize it's just not my job to do that. Yeah, people yeah, have for got sure. the internet. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, like I, I like to say this a lot, but um, trans people don't owe you anything. You know, yeah. non-binary people don't owe you androgyny. Uh, trans men don't owe you masculinity, and trans women don't owe you femininity. You are who you are, and you can look how you want, be who you want, like you know, dress how you want. It really doesn't matter. But regardless uh i feel like cis people's kind of look on it is very different from you know trans people's looks on it because like i feel like a lot of cis people don't have firsthand experience if they've never really kind of struggled if you know like if you've been born afab and you just continue to be a woman and like and you're comfortable with that that's so awesome and i'm like that's a great thing to you know never have to struggle with 
but I feel like it's not such a prominent thing or not like prominent but like not a comfortable topic for a lot of trans people who have trauma surrounding this kind of topic to kind of educate other people about it like yeah also it's not a choice. It's if not. If it was a choice, oh I would be a cis woman. <laughs> this is not fun. And that concludes this episode of Roar the Podcast. This is a two-parter, so stay tuned next week when the second part of this episode comes out. Until then, you can visit scroar.net to stay updated on the happenings of the SEHS community. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.